welcome to Landscape Photography World, the podcast for everyone passionate about landscape photography. I'm Grant Swinburne and I'll be your host on this show, talking to landscape photographers about their motivations, likes and dislikes. This time I'm talking to Deb Clark about her work and motivations, along with a range of other topics I hope you'll find interesting. Deb is a landscape, seascape and tourism photographer based in Hamilton, New Zealand. She's happiest outside capturing moments in time, from the first light of morning to the last light of the dying day. Her work has been published in Lens magazine, in In Spades, Nomadic, Nissi Fine Art Photography and various other publications. Deb is a featured photographer with Nikon New Zealand and was one of the 10 photographers chosen to exhibit in New Zealand's Iconic Futures exhibition. She's also a Nikon New Zealand Z creator, Nissi Ambassador and F-Stock Gear Staff Pro. She's worked with New Zealand destinations by region, Showcase New Zealand, Christchurch in particular and the South with American Airlines and has worked on multiple campaigns for Adobe, provided a gallery of images to the New Zealand Defence Force in Belgium and sent her purchased images all over New Zealand and the world. Deb is always searching for the right light, the right angle, the moving cloud, and always learning and looking at ways to extend her skills. She strives to push the boundaries of accepted techniques, looking for the X factor. That's something extra that takes an image from average to exceptional. We talk about her career in photography. We also touch on social media and how to market yourself appropriately. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Deb. Welcome to Landscape Photography World. How are you going? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleased to uh, have you on the show. Um, been following your work for a little while and, uh, you know, very happy that you've said yes to coming on board. Um, Thanks. Why don't we start with how you got started in photography and landscape photography in particular? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been shooting for probably coming up seven years or about seven years. Um, I started you know, probably as most people do, um, you know, back in the day, I, I used to have a camera with film and all that kind of stuff. And um, I, I was never any good at it, to be, honest, to be honest. I was always cutting someone's head off or cutting their feet off or something. And, and you know, it, was, it would be something that you just sort of did now and again, um, but never in any serious kind of way, just, you know, family sure. photos and flowers. I was into flowers at the time. Um, and I think that's just because it was in your backyard and you had something to shoot. Then I never really did anything with it for years. And um, about seven, seven or eight years ago, eight years ago, um, my partner started getting into photography and he's mm -hmm. a, you know, all or nothing type of person. So it went sure. from nothing to 500% overnight. Um, and so it was kind of a case of, and, and I was following him around, you know, we're going, going places and I'd sort of amuse myself doing something else. And, and I was like, this is just actually really annoying <laughs> because, as you know, a photographer, um, once they get going, they think two minutes have passed when it was actually two hours. Yeah, um, yeah. So he upgraded. I've, I've done that. I've, I've got to say, I've done that to my wife several times. <laughs> I know it's so mean, isn't it? Really, I, but, I was, um, we're we're out on a cliff top actually uh, earlier this week, and um, it was before sunrise. So I had I I've got two headlamps, but the batteries in one died. <laughs> um, so we'd only got the one headlamp. She had a a phone as a bit of a torch, um, and she stopped to 
sort something out and I went around a corner around we were up on top of the cliff and I went around the corner behind these rocks she couldn't see me she could she tried to ring me and the phone was on silence so she, <laughs> she wasn't very happy with me but uh, she oh, found no. me <laughs> I know I mean we really should be much kinder to these people I think Absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about it with, if I remember a bit later on about a lovely a lovely person on a photography trip that wasn't a photographer um but yeah so so Brent upgraded and gave me his camera um and it was a Canon 60D and so um I knew you know pretty much nothing about them really and I thought all cameras were that hard to use <laughs> it was it was pretty full-on it was a bit of a um you know by fire really oh, yeah. but i but i started playing around and and i wanted to i when i first saw long exposure photography i couldn't decide if i liked it or not it was so oh. different to anything i'd ever seen and initially i thought mm, no it doesn't look real enough but oh my goodness you take that first photo and then that is it you are tied into long exposure photography for life i think um, yep. so he gave me some settings and i took my first photo i didn't have a tripod so it was on the roof of a, a, a ute at the beach and it was an amazing sunset um probably never seen one so good since and took that first photo and then that was it really amazing. and i trucked along with that camera for about uh i don't even know a couple of years 18 months um and then one day it just died we were on a trip and you know we got up at ridiculous clock for sunrise i took the first photo and it just died <laughs> horrible yeah. death and it um and that was it we were still halfway around and i was like you know what i never really buy anything for myself like expensive or you know i'm always yep. sort of careful because you're sort of you know so many other things to spend your money on um but we went to a camera shop and literally the only lens wide angle lens they had was a nikon and so that was it i was converted so i ended wow. up with a d750 <laughs> and um within sort of six months my partner had changed to nikon as well yeah. and I've, I've never looked back really i've never used any i've only ever used those two brands so i don't know other brands and um people ask me all the time what you know what camera should i buy but i literally don't know them and i think everybody gets to just like what they like and and you know and yeah to be, to be honest i think it's what you're comfortable with if you want something yeah. smaller and lighter weight than some of the sony's yep. great and some of the food yep. Um, yeah. but also now mirrorless you know you've got that option in both the yeah on ranges but uh, yeah yeah I, and to be honest once, once you get above sort of even even 15 megapixels on your uh on, on your sensor mm. you you kind of it doesn't matter what camera you get I, it I doesn't really think, yeah, no it's really doesn't. about what you do with it rather yep. than yeah, uh, I, I yeah. forget who it was, but there's that quote, you know, the best camera you, to, to, sorry, the best camera is the one that you've got mm, with you. That's right. That's exactly right. I, I loved that D, D750. I still have it actually, but I, I, I do plan on selling it because it's just been sitting there for sort of 18 months and not been touched and it's such a waste. But um, I have moved on to mirrorless. So I've got a Z7. And I waited for that camera for ages for it to come on the market, um, mostly because I wanted to stay with Nikon, but I, I had to think about, I had an accident and I can't carry all that weight anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, everything I've paired back as much as I can. And that was one of the first things I had been waiting for a little while. I wanted to sort of, 
you know, the camera was great, but it was just starting to limit me, you know, what I thought that I could produce and what I thought the camera could produce um, probably yeah. weren't lining up. That might have been a little bit overconfidence on my part, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I love the Z7. I, I cart it everywhere. It's always in my car and yeah. It's good fun. So it's just been a natural progression, really. And I've gone through, you know, lots of different stages. And here we are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what is it about uh, landscape photography in particular that gets you out and about? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was initially it was what Brent was doing. So that's what I kind of started to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm mad for being outside. I, you know, if I could live at the beach, then that's exactly where I would be, um, you know, 24, 24 hours a day. So I like to be outside. I like to walk and I like to hike. I walk most days and um, I just, yeah, I just enjoy being outside. If I'm at home, I'm very rarely sitting inside. I'm sitting out under the deck or, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. So landscape photography suits my personality. I like, I have a really busy, um, kind of day job um, a company that I've had for over 20 years now and it's pretty full-on and landscape photography is so good for the soul mm. you know you you have to make a little bit of an effort um, and you might have to you know hike into places and all those sorts of things but you're out there in that quiet and in those beautiful moments of sunrise yeah. and sunset you just don't get that I don't think well I don't get that with anything else Sure. Um, so it's just, it's, it's good for your head, you know, when there's a lot going on up here, which there is on a Monday to Friday, it just empties everything out and you just, yeah, I just, I just love it. I mean, there's things about it that, you know, wouldn't it be nice if sunrise was at lunchtime and you could sleep in? <laughs> <laughs> but, but of course, that's the, you know, the main part of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be sleeping in every day. If that was... <laughs> it's, it's probably the one bit that I struggle with occasionally. I, I you know, if, I, if I'm getting up for sunrise, I am up for sunrise and I'm at, yep. you know, wherever I'm going to be, usually an hour too early. Um, because if I'm going to get up, I don't want to be late. Yep. Um, but I don't love it. To be honest, I, I like my bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I like my sleep, and uh, yeah, some yeah. some days I definitely have to come back home and have that nana nap in the afternoon after getting yeah. up, you know, three thirty yeah. in the morning, because uh, you know the uh, the old the old brain and body just get to a point where it's like uh, go to sleep. That's it. We're <laughs> done. Yeah, I know. It's um when you're on some of those sort of photography trips where you you're literally out to get photos in a period of time and it's never long enough and you know you're up for every sunrise and sunset and you're shooting astro half the night and mm. you, you everyone you get back from your holiday and people are like wow you know you look like you had a busy holiday <laughs> which is really kind for saying oh my god you need some sleep yeah. um but it's all part of the fun isn't it you know oh absolutely. it's all part of the fun Absolutely. yeah i think it's I why it. so many people do do it is because you know it's uh it, it, it is that fun yeah. So I guess looking at uh, you know what what you're doing with your photography, um, yeah. you know you've done things like uh, tourism and destination marketing, social media marketing, yeah, uh, which are sort of out beyond just taking the photos and sharing them, like some people. Yeah. Can you talk us through some of what you've done in that space and and how that's sort of directed yeah. how you how you do what you do? 
I guess it was um, so initially when you get asked to do some of those things, I I was quite you know oh wow they want me to have a go you know, <laughs> and so you sort of agree to everything and then you're halfway through it and you're like why did I agree to this? It's just <laughs> it's too hard and it's too you know or weather's so not cooperating. <laughs> I haven't got it done and there's no. Way I know I, I know. I don't know. I mean, they are fun. And in general, most of those things were just incorporated into things that I was already doing. So trips that I was already planning on um, yeah. and or they would ask, um, you know, they would see photos that I was posting and buy those buy those images. So I did a lot of that kind of stuff. I did some sort of week long trips, um, collecting photos for some companies and some you know some places like the Coromandel and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and and most of it is really good fun it, you know it is good fun but of course it's a paid job you know so yeah, you have yeah. to produce and that does put an extra layer of stress on things and I've changed my kind of views on it over the time you know over time because initially it was just really nice to be asked but now it's like oh god am I going to be able to fit that in and actually do I really want to do that because yeah. I've, I'm at a point and I've been there for a little while where I decided that photography, I didn't want it to be my full-time gig. Yep. Um, because I felt that if it was, all those extra layers of stress of having to eat because of it and that sort of stuff would take all the fun out of it for me. Yeah. And I like my day job. I like my company. I worked hard to build it up and, and you know, and it's going really well. And and I'm, I'm good with turning up there most days, you know, so I wanted to keep the photography as a bit of an outlet. So yeah. I've said no to a lot of things in the last sort of couple of years. Um, but if something really resonates or I'm already going somewhere or, you know, I'll be like, well, I haven't actually been there. That would be quite cool, you know, depending on what they want, then I'm all in. And if you can make um, a bit of money out of it, why not? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, it, you know, it, it, pushes you a little bit because you wouldn't necessarily be out there trying to get a particular something mm -hmm. so I you get a bit fussy as a landscape photographer <laughs> as, as time goes on you're like oh no that's not you know high enough or you know red enough or you know <laughs> that composition's a bit average and you know so you don't you can get to a point where you're not really working that hard <laughs> or you're not trying out enough I think um, right. so it does push you to to make sure that you're you know you're looking properly and you're seeing what you need to see and so so it's you know it's good it's a bit of fun I don't, you know, like I said, I don't do as much as I used to. I have sort of done a little bit just of late and I, this last 12 months, I've been um, working with Nikon New Zealand as a Z creator. So um, that's collecting um, images up. It's happening right around the world, actually. Images up yeah. that Nikon can use to promote the mirrorless cameras. Um, and that's been great for me. Like I've really, really enjoyed it. I was a bit nervous about it because it's a big, long commitment, but I've really enjoyed it. I've taken photos in places I never probably would have gone to, but I've, you know, gone out of my way to go there and I've done some different things and, and it gave me a bit of a, um, an inspiration boost, I suppose. So, so that's been really good. Most of the other stuff that I've sort of done, I do quite a, a lot for Adobe over time. So I've done a lot of little mini, mini videos. I'm not a videographer. I'm like the most average videographer you've ever seen, but I can whiz up these little tiny little things of, you know, 14 seconds for Instagram or whatever um, on techniques and things that I use in Lightroom or oh, they did. I have done one Photoshop one, but I don't profess to be a Photoshop 
in master. So, um, and they're really good. You know, they're, they're really well-paying jobs. Um, they're not too often, they don't put too much stress on me. You know, those kinds of things are quite cool. American Airlines and places like that, you know, where they're just wanting a little short campaign. I do quite a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah fantastic. Yeah. But on the social media marketing, you you talk on your website a little bit about uh, how important organic following is. You know, yeah. can you talk a little bit about why you think that's so important? Yeah, well, I do. I do think it's really important. I mean, I started my Instagram account and it grew to, I don't know, I think I, I from memory, it was like 10,000 followers in less than three months or something. Wow. It was ridiculous. But it was the time, you know, and it's not like that now. And no, well, you, you struggle <laughs> if you're just doing still photography. I, I, I know that myself. <laughs> I know, I know. If you're not like, you know, a full on composite artist, you seem to be getting some fairly average kind of likes on your photos. Yeah. I, I've moved on from caring about it that much. <laughs> I mean, it's always, it's always nice to get, you know, a, a reasonable amount of likes. And obviously, if it's a job or something that I'm doing, then I really want to do well for those people. Sure. Um, but I don't really worry about it all that much anymore. It used to be quite, you know, quite a thing and we'd work quite hard at it. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you just got to, what are you doing it for? Like, yeah, are you posting yeah. on there because you are out taking photos and it's really nice to have somewhere to put them? Mm -hmm. And and that's what Instagram was for me to start with. But prior to Instagram, I was on IM and I had a reasonable following on there. And I loved IM. It was a really nice <laughs> platform yeah. to be on. People were really supportive and that kind of stuff. Um, but I did end up on Instagram. And yeah, I mean, it's been good in lots of ways. But I think you just have to, I get messaged all the time, you know, like, how do you build your followers and how do you do this? And, and really the only way to do it is to be regular, post it, you know, all the time and be um, interacting with your followers. And an organic following, I think, is critically important because mm -hmm. there was that, that time when a lot of accounts got big fast, um, but it wasn't legitimate. You know, there yeah. were bots Buy, out there doing all, so they were buying followers. They'd get a big feature. Well, this is what we were seeing. Big features were happening. And then all of a sudden they had another thousand followers and, you know, um, and it was, and, and a lot of that was legitimate. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it kind of got to the point where you're like, are these, you know, is this actually, a true story or not a true story yeah. so you just gotta i think that if you know that you're posting what you like and you're interacting with people that like your stuff and um and want to talk to you about it and different things then that's a good thing you know that's just yeah, going to keep absolutely. building over time if you commit to it but it's a hugely long-term commitment yeah. you know like you you can't stop and when I had my accident about, I think it's three years ago or four years ago now, I literally could not post because I didn't have use of both my arms. Um, and it was just like, that was it, it was over. And I just never really quite got back into it. Yeah. I still post, I try and post minimum once a week, but usually two to three times a week if I can, definitely stories. Um, and that's enough really because with other platforms and other things that you're doing and you run you know full-time businesses and all that other stuff you've got to sort of it's a juggling act it really is yeah, yeah. 
I don't know, everybody has a different kind of perception on it. Um, and I and I do think, which I, I'm quite bad at at the moment, but I do think, you know, it's almost more important to put a story or a reel up every day than it is to post, because at the moment it seems to be all about the reels. Well, you know, that's not really where I'm going, so yeah, I no, don't even look at them. <laughs> that's one of the major complaints by, you know, still yeah. photography. You know, yeah. That community has sort of been... Yeah, you know, had their they um had uh, Instagram's back turned on them, and uh, yeah. you know it's, it's all about the we're we're trying to be a bit like TikTok, you know. And yeah, I mean it is that that to me is not not really doing. It's no. following much favours, you know? No, I don't think so. I mean, lots of people are into it, but people that have been around for a little while, they're just not really. To mm. them, you know, if you're, a, if you're a photographer, then you're a photographer. You're not a videographer and a, everything else, yeah. you know. There's, there are people yeah. that do do that, but, yeah. That's right, yeah, but not, like, if you just take photos, you don't want to have to go and learn to be a videographer just so that you can post a reel on Instagram. It's too hard and it's, you yeah. know, it's too much for most people. I don't know. It was, um, it was a funny time when all of that was kind of changing because I do, you know, and I still hear people all the time, oh, it used to be so fun. And it did used to be lots of fun. You'd go out and you'd take a photo you were really happy with and then you'd throw it up on Instagram and you'd get, you know, 150 comments and 11,000 likes and it was no problem, you know, and you had a great old time. Um, and now you go out, you work much harder, you're much better at what you used, you know, because yeah, you've had all this experience. Work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you put it up there and you may get a 1,000 likes and you may get, you know, 20, 30, 50 comments and that's about it and it's sort of can be a bit disheartening for people that were, were there before but you yeah, just can't yeah. you know you can't take it too seriously really i do feel a little bit sorry for the people that are using it as part of their you know the full-time photographers or whatever it is that they're doing and that's one of the tools that they use you know for their business and i do feel for them yeah. because they're really having to adapt but yeah, I, and I've, I've got to be honest in in looking at some of the the stuff I'm seeing in my own work around you know both Facebook and uh, and Instagram sort of the the marketing side of things yeah. you know you're constantly yeah. getting bombarded to oh promote your stuff etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah. in, yeah. in in emails and messages and little pop ups and whatever all over Facebook and on you know, even on Instagram you know and, and that's all about them trying to drag some money out of you which is fine that's that's yeah. their, that's their business but yeah. you know i i honestly can't say that i've seen i've seen some results but i can't say that i've seen you know spectacular results out of out of paid sponsorship either you know and for me i i just think that is also a little bit inauthentic in terms of what social media is really mm. meant to be about and yeah. i mean i you know, i i was in uh sort of the the, the boom times of the original dot-com era um right. and in 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 the industry at the time you know back back in 99 you know 2000 when you know it, yep. it, <laughs> it, you, you you got a job in it if you could spell java you know yeah <laughs> but yep. um you know looking back at those days and looking at the rise of social media in the in the early 2000s you know and, and 2010 yeah um, you know, one of the one of the things I always struggle with 
because I, I was working with uh, um, some fairly large brands uh, here in Australia around their online marketing and so forth. And one of the things that I, you know, always sort of struggle with is how do you how do you actually take that branding and make that work really well mm. within those what is effectively an organic social uh transaction yeah. between friends largely you know particularly that's right facebook base you know and you know it's, it it does tend to get more more and you know you you've seen where the the advertising is going and has gone you yeah. know in the, in the past 10 years or so yeah. and it, it's just overtaken most of the, the 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 actual that social transaction you know i mean yeah okay people can still organize their you know their, their their events and whatever on Facebook, but it's mm. it's nowhere near what it was back in the early days of when it when it first started, and it's really shifted its its focus in terms of what it's about. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing, isn't it? That um, you know, like from a business point of view, you know, as someone that's had a business for a long time, I, I in the back of my head, I'm thinking there's this free thing that you can put your stuff on and make yeah. money out of. So then you can kind of understand why they want to make money out of their, Absolutely, you know, their yeah. platform. So you can kind of understand that. Um, but I, you know, I, I sort of pull it back to this is actually just social media. So it's not to be taken 500% seriously, no. in my opinion, you know. So um, sometimes you're going to get things that work well for a period of time and then it's like any other business you have to adapt and move on or, or change you know and and I do think that Instagram has done that particularly for me and that's probably partly that when I really made that decision why am I pushing so hard because I don't actually want to do this full time <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'd like to do is make enough money that I could do it full time without having to do all my other things that I do but you know I, I, I can tell um, you why you so hard it's the endorphins you get it's the it is about, yeah you know, thousand comments and, yeah <laughs> look honestly when I think about it now I don't think I've done much of anything in my life that makes me feel as good as when I know I've just taken an X Factor photo or a photo yeah. that I'm going to be really proud of, I will be grinning all day and I'll be mulling it over in my head and I'll be desperate to get to the computer to try and, you know, have a play and nothing makes me feel that good, you know, yeah. and that's probably a little bit extreme, but nothing for a long time you know you just get you still you do all these years down the track and you're like oh which is what i'm doing I'm, I'm heading down to the south island fingers crossed covid doesn't get me before then next weekend um to hike the root burn track nice. and um and i'm so excited about it i've had my camera packed and unpacked like four times in the last week just like, oh maybe i should take that and okay <laughs> no you can't carry that anymore so you know and i'm so excited about it yeah. and why i was out with my camera last weekend you know and i loved yeah, that yeah. too that was exciting as well you know so yeah i can just I feel like you can be anywhere. You can walk down the beach. I love seascapes, by the way. Um, I think they're very underrated as a good seascape. I think a good seascape photographer works bloody hard with, you know, tides and things like that. And I love it. I love being out on the yeah, water like that. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you, being, being one yeah. myself. But I, I think it's, it, it is, 
it, it's not the easiest photography to deal with. I mean, I've, I've had my I've had my Canon 6D in the shop twice now because mm. I've given it a bit of not not a dunking splash. This is just, just waves, yeah. yeah, waves yeah. splashing up over the top of me. Walk walked home or walked back to the yeah. car, you know, completely and utterly drenched with the yeah. the camera in my bag, feeling quite despondent about the fact that it's not working anymore. But oh, you know, I know, I know. But I have been. It, I, it doesn't stop me going out. <laughs> no. No, God, no. I, I, I do feel like with, because I, I mean, I started with seascapes. That's where I started. And I still take a lot of seascapes, actually, because I spend quite a bit of time on the Coromandel. And I, you know, I've got my own that I really love that have never appeared anywhere because, you know, that they were just for me. But I think you have to work really hard. You, you're dealing yeah. with water that um, moves at a different pace the entire time you're standing there you know you're you're working and thinking all the time about how long you're going to go for and you know all those sorts of things whereas i'm not saying that shooting you know mountains and clouds and stuff is any easier but you have it you i feel like you um it's not going to go anywhere <laughs> it's not going to go anywhere and i think for me like i look at those clouds and i kind of oh yeah you know 30 seconds should do it or hell they're not even moving yeah. i better go for two minutes or you know whereas when you're standing there at a you know watching the waves coming in and out you're literally there for a quarter of an hour while you're figuring out what the tides are doing and the yeah, waves where, are doing where, and, just, just where to stand yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's great fun i went to um Pihar and Murawai um a couple of weeks two weekends in a row i went to sort of different places and um you know, and I just couldn't, start, I'd forgotten how good it is when it's really extreme waves coming in. That's mm. so much fun. That will make you feel alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're good. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just harking back a little bit to the, the, the social media. One last question I want to yeah, ask sure. you on that is what, what advice would you have for somebody that's kind of starting out, you know, the, of, you know, started, they bought themselves a, a, a nice camera, They've started yeah. to work out how to take a, a reasonable shot. You know, they've got themselves a, a small following, a couple of hundred people or so. What yeah. what should they be doing to, you know, build their following? Um, I mean, there's probably a lot of different sort of ideas on this, but I think consistency is probably the key thing. Um, you know, if, if, you, if you could post every day around about the same time, then that's what you should be doing because you're going to build the people that are on that platform at that time and you'll yeah. establish really good relationships with them or you know but if you if you're randomly throwing them up at all sorts of different times of the day nobody knows where you are or or when you're going to reply to them um, and it is a you know something like instagram can be quite tricky because they reply to you but then you don't see it or because you've you've gone off to do something else so if you can nowadays i think if you can stick if you can post and then stick around it for half an hour so that you're actually replying to people that are there right then and there that's a good way of building mm -hmm. um and definitely getting the stories up and you know that kind of stuff but def consistency the main thing that's tricky with that is of course who has actually seven amazing photos every week that they can post when i look back on when i was posting every day i was like what was i thinking putting that up and that up and that up and i must have been getting a bit desperate and you know getting to the bottom of the barrel um and of course and then instagram went stupid and you start putting up 10 photos in one post and you know so then it's even more hard work but if you 
don't have seven and you've got three, then put up three, but maybe around about that time, if you can commit half an hour to commenting on somebody else's photos or, you know, because that is how you sort of do build it and get a story up. If you can get a story up every day, I'm, I'm not that great at it. When I'm away or when I'm shooting, I'm really good. I'll put stories up regularly, but when I'm at home, um, I don't know. I only put stories up about photography or something relating to photography. It would be a rare moment that I would put anything private up there, but that's probably, you know, I'm not a teenager. And yeah. um, well, any, anyone I don't know. follows me knows that there's there's zero private content. There's literally, <laughs> there's literally no private content on there. Yeah. I, I do, yeah. I mean, my private life is my private life, and I have lots of people Absolutely. that know what I'm doing all of the time, but I don't I'm, need some random. I'm not random. of the generation that shares it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but talk through what you're doing as well. Like, if, you, if you're if you putting a post up and you're saying, well, I went to this place and, and you know, um, Sunset, you know, I went with so-and-so, and people like to have a little bit of a blurb around what was going on. You don't have to write a novel. I'm wondering if, you know, sometimes they just get too long and you end up skimming to the end. And that's actually, you know, that person put a lot of trouble into putting the, the caption up in the first place. Um, but maybe had it been a bit briefer, you would have sort of taken a little bit more notice. So that, that would be my main thing. You can auto post from Instagram to your Facebook page or your Twitter account or whatever it is that you're going to do. Some people are really good and they have everything. They've got TikTok and, you know, the whole, I just don't even know how people keep on top of all of that. No, I do right. Instagram and Twitter and that is quite enough for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, that's I, probably my advice, consistency. I, I think that's that, that's really good advice too. Thank you. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, some of the listeners will get uh, get something out of that if, they, uh, yeah. if they're just starting out. Um, in terms of, you know, where you live, uh, how does that influence what you're shooting or, do, or, or, or are you travelling more than, than shooting around local areas? Yeah, so I live in Hamilton City, um, which is kind of flat. <laughs> it's, I mean, you have to get in the car and drive for 25 minutes to get to even be able to walk up a hill. And mm -hmm. that's not a mountain, that's just like a rise. <laughs> so um, it's, pre it's pretty flat. We've got some beautiful spots here. We do, and I've been out shooting most of them over the years. I, I'm like other people, I don't shoot enough in my own home area. Because when I'm at home, I'm actually working and looking after my family and doing all of those kinds of other things. And yeah. when I'm away, it's all about shooting. So I'm probably, a, you know, I need to do a little bit more in my own region. We've got some beautiful waterfalls here. We've got amazing beaches that, you know, sort of only 45 minutes away and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, it, it is it is nice, but as, as opposed to, we've got a, um, a family place up on the Coromandel and when I'm up there, I shoot all the time, all the time. Um, I'm because I can walk to the beach and I can walk up the mountain and I can, you know, get to the trig and do all those kinds of things. So I'm and I'm a mad hiker. So, you know, I've always got my camera with me. So I and I, I feel like that actually that's my home place. So even though I've lived in Hamilton for, I don't know, over 20 years, I feel like home is the Coromandel. So maybe that's it. I don't know. When I'm when I'm away, um, you know, because of New Zealand being so small, we can, you know, jump in a car or jump on a plane and in an hour we're in a completely different landscape. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it's nice. Mm. What's the furthest you've had to travel to uh, to get a shot? Well, I wouldn't say I had to go there, but I did go to Patagonia uh -huh. and I did go to Iceland. Um, and I have been to um, Spain. I yep. went on a photo pills camp, actually, back in oh, the day. Okay. Their first one, the first one they ever did. I was like, that photo pills, oh, that's where I need to be. I need to wow. be on that camp. And I went and booked it. And then I was like, holy heck, you know, I haven't been away from home that, from my job that long before. And it was a bit of juggling, but we got there. Um, so so that's kind of international would be the furthest. But in New Zealand, I've I've been shooting from the bottom of the South Island to the top of the north. Um, and, you know, most places in between. But in saying that, there's still a lot of under, you know, places that you haven't been to. You might have yeah. been to that area, but you didn't go down that road or, um, yeah. So there's, there's still lots to do, lots mm. to do. Well, what's number one on your bucket list? Home or away? Oh, either. Okay, so I had a trip to um, Norway planned nice. prior yeah. to COVID, and I still would like to go there. Um, I guess it's kind of possible later this year, but I don't know that I'm going to be a traveler <laughs> this year. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to, I've got decisions to make about that, um, but we'll see. But I would like to go there. I've got my itineraries all planned out and, and my Canada itinerary is planned out and I'd really love to go to Peru. Okay, yeah. Absolutely yeah. incredible landscape. I, I, in I can recommend Peru, yes. It's, have you been? Yeah, uh, oh, wow. we were there, it was either 2015 or 2016, I can't remember wow. off the top of my head. Um, yeah, no, ab absolutely fantastic. Uh, we did, you know, Machu Picchu, did a, a flight over the Nazca lines, which was just nice. amazing. Um, yeah. You know, just ticking, t literally ticking off those bucket list things, you know. Um, uh where else did we go Cuzco, obviously which is you know on the on the way to machu picchu um uh lima of course we did a did a few days uh in chile on the way and on the way back we did a, a side trip to easter island as well for, oh, wow. uh, for three nights which was absolutely awesome yeah yeah oh look honestly i think if you go somewhere and you don't no, that's, I, I better rephrase it, actually. <laughs> Everywhere is beautiful if you look hard enough. Absolutely. But some places are just, you know, they just have landscapes to die for. Oh. And I used to, I mean, I, I've travelled a little bit over the years, um, but prior to photography, but when you're a photographer or a landscape photographer, your whole perception of where you need to be has <laughs> just changed. Like, you literally work these trips around locations yeah. or places that you want to get your camera to um okay. so it's a, it's a different way of traveling last yeah. year or no not last year now it'll be the year before i went to vietnam with a friend and um and i i didn't take my camera wow. <laughs> it's just i know it's the first time i've left it at home i dilemmaed it was packed ready to go and then i was like you know what i'm not going to take it yeah my friend is not a photographer um, and I just thought, yeah, I'm just going to go, she, you know, we wanted to do this trip together and I had a great time. I had an amazing time, but now I need yeah, to go yeah, back. I guess you, you <laughs> tend, tend to immerse yourself more in, you know, other activities, yeah. 
you, you know, do. When, when you do that, when yep. you don't have the camera with you. I mean, I've I like done a few the... local Australian trips away yep. without the camera, and you know, deliberately it's family time. I'm not, yeah, hearing it, you know, stupid o'clock to go and take photos. Yeah, you do have to do it now and again, I think, oh, because yeah. you just your whole, um, you don't immerse yourself in the local culture the same. I no, don't think definitely. like you when you, when you've literally got three weeks or two weeks away, you don't actually have time to stay anywhere for too long. So because you're getting this photo and that photo and going to this location and all of yep. the rest of it, but when you don't have it, you just stop and talk to people and you have more time to um, to get to know the locals and you know that kind of stuff. So I think it is really important to still do all of that. You know, because otherwise all you actually did was went to, a, you know, locations, took photos and came home. You didn't mm -hmm. really get yeah. to know anything about that country. But <laughs> so, speak, I don't speaking know. of Peru and absorbing local culture, one of the things that you've uh, you've got to do if, you, if you're not vegetarian. No. Um, it, but if you're not vegetarian, make sure that you uh, try Kwee Kwee. Oh, what is it? Guinea pig. You're not going to tell me. I'm going to have yeah, to no, like, research pig. it. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Guinea pig. Mm, interesting. Delicious. I can. I can. Recommend. Okay. <laughs> well, I am. I do. I am one of those people that when I go to somebody's country, I want to eat what they eat, and I want to drink what they drink, and you know that kind of stuff. And I'm really big about it. I don't want to go there and then Google to find the nearest six star restaurant or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I want to eat the street food and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, well, you can't just you never know. On McDonald's and burgers and whatever. <laughs> nah, nah. But a, a, a local there. Uh, is, as they said, you know, they were um, they they were um, foods. Uh, they were a food source uh, for about six or seven thousand before wow. they became a, uh, a pet in Western wow. culture. So, yeah. nice. Interesting, eh? They look, they look cute. They taste nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. All right. Uh, has the pandemic changed your attitude towards traveling and photography. Is that is that one that you mentioned not being a traveler this year? No, that, um, uh, it hasn't changed my my views on photography, um, and I'm I'm getting better about it. But I'm high risk, so I have an underlying health condition. I'm okay. a type one diabetic. I'm a type one yeah. diabetic, so it's not you know life threatening every day, but it can be. Um, and so you just, you know, you're probably just a little bit more careful. Understood. So yeah. when I do travel, I want to know that, you know, it's relatively safe to do so. Um, I'm not extreme about it at all. Not, you know, like I don't sort of veer off the other side of the road where people are coming to or anything like that. I'm just a little bit, a little bit more careful. I have known, um, you know, a couple of people that have got, you know, type one diabetics that have got it that haven't done so well. And so you just, yeah, I'm just not stupid about it. Yeah, so yeah. when I, when I'm ready to go, I'll be gone. I'm not going to ever, you know, it's not going to stop me from doing things. I just want to feel good about going. Yeah. 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 Right. 
Yeah. And and going down the South Island this weekend or well, next weekend is probably a good step in that right direction. Yeah, because yeah. my last three flights when I've been going down there to do things have been cancelled <laughs> for <laughs> some reason or another. Yeah. And I was actually quite pleased about it. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to go anyway. Um, but this one, I really want to go. And, you know, I'm sure once I've got that one out of the way, I'll be feeling much better about it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to my next uh international trip hopefully in may oh, uh, wow. yeah well my, my wife hasn't seen her family over in the the uk for uh a few years now because of uh, yeah. covid etc so yeah um, we're uh, we're heading over there i'm not sure exactly we're trying to work out what the itinerary is going to look like i'm gonna gonna try and sneak up to the lake districts for a, nice. a, a few weeks uh well yeah. not a few weeks a, a week um yeah and, uh yeah do it do a bit of photography yeah yep. so that that'll be the photography piece that'll be fun the rest yeah. of it the uh, family and uh, re reconnecting i think so oh good i think part of our or part of mine and i know i you know i know people at all extremes of you know thinking around this but new zealand's really behind we're really behind in the covid you know we've we've literally only just got it properly in the last couple of weeks yeah. so it's rampant right now it's everywhere yeah. and um mind you so you're probably really... getting the strains that aren't as deadly that's right the, yeah the that is right the, yeah. but everyone else has moved on the rest of the world yeah, opened yeah. up months ago if not you know like but <laughs> here we are in, in the pubs and clubs <laughs> and whatever we're and... still not letting anybody in for another couple of weeks so <laughs> we haven't even been able to leave because if we came back we'd have if we could get an MIQ spot, we yeah. had to sit there for two weeks and most people couldn't get the spot, so they were stuck overseas. So yeah. we haven't had a choice up till now, but anyway. Yeah. Mm. Well, hopefully uh, ho hopefully you uh, you enjoy your trip down the uh, the South Island. Yeah, be good. What, what are the things that motivate you creatively? Um, well, I, I am a great researcher of, you know, when, when I say researcher, I love looking at other people's work. I'm not looking at to say, okay, I need to line that absolute composition up and go and do that photo. Sure. I don't look at it like that. I just like, um, I, I, I like people that take photos with light and that, you know, things that will stand out a little bit more. I have a, a handful of photographers that I have followed off and on, you know, over the years and, I think other people are your main inspiration really because mm. they're going out and about and they're getting different things and even if it's something you know even if it's a, a a photo from a popular location that everybody's been to and shot dozens of times it doesn't really like i know some people say well why would you go but you know everybody goes there why would you go there it's been shot to death but that's a sort of to me a quite a small way of looking at it because the light's never going to be the same tomorrow exactly. as it was today. Yeah. And you may or may not have got a good photo from there, or you might be learning or you, you know, so it, yeah. to me, it doesn't matter where you're shooting as long as you're happy doing it. Um, yeah. And, and so people that are sort of starting out in the industry, I find them quite inspiring because when I was back at the beginning as well, having no idea what I was doing, um, you did come up with a few gems that should never have been achievable to be fair yeah, yeah. you know so yeah so, so looking around I, I i definitely spend a bit of time on the internet i i like magazines and um you know i follow quite a lot of photography magazines and 
yeah, a bit of all sorts, really. And I try and sort of, well, lockdown taught me or, you know, and, and um, my accident that have something closer to home that I can actually do. So I did start a bit of a project last year. So now I sort of have try and have a little side project where I don't have to get on a plane or get in the car or whatever. I'm just playing around and you're learning so much more, you know, because if you just do one thing, you, you may get a little bit, I don't know. I can't imagine ever getting tired of landscape photography, but it's really, it teaches you a lot having a go at other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, another thing that I gleaned from your website, you've mentioned that you like to push the boundaries of accepted techniques. Um, <laughs> yeah. to, to look for the X factor. What, it, what does that mean, I guess, to you? And what mm. does that, you know, translate into in, in things that you're doing that might be a little bit different to what everyone else is doing? Yeah, I think I wrote that sentence. I must have copied and pasted it from my last website. Um, <laughs> I think I wrote that sentence sort of earlier on, but I, I still think it is relevant. So, you know, when I when you start, you're 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 listening to everybody and you're researching everything, and you know, everyone's going on about oh, you know, the rule of thirds and this and that and that. Mm -hmm. I don't go with those set rules. I guess that's probably no. the main thing. I I I think oh yeah, you know, it's a, it's an okay guideline. But if you don't want to have that object in the center of your photo, don't put it there, <laughs> you yeah. know. So so just because something might be an accepted way of doing something or a general, generally accepted way of doing something, um, that doesn't mean you have to do it. You know, yeah. you've got to find your own way. Plus two, you know, so, so long exposure photography is probably a little bit of a, um, a good example in that, I was seeing, I was shooting with people and I was seeing people taking photos and then I was seeing people taking long exposure photos of the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, been a massive learning curve really because it does push, push, push you all the way. So what, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, but, um, you know, if, if you thought that you want your water a little bit smoother, um, but you don't know how to do that, then you just have a go. So then you come up with ways of doing stuff that may or may not be the right way of doing it or the way that's generally accepted, but it works for you. Yeah. So there are a few, there's, there's some random things that I still do. I find myself doing that I just did right, right back at the beginning and they still work and I carry on with them. But if I tried to explain them to somebody else it would be hard or if somebody saw me doing them they'd be like why is she doing it that way <laughs> <laughs> I when I was on the um photo pills camp there was a couple of people there that a couple of the the leaders that were there and and I'm setting up and you know and they were like okay so we need to do it step by step and we start with this and then we do that and we do that and we do that and we do that and I was like why would you <laughs> you know like because I can just throw those on there and just crank that up to that and um I don't know so I'm probably a little bit not good enough at stopping and thinking because I dive right into a, you know what I think You're I'm going to do not out there with the light meter calculating the no time that's and not me not me at all points of seconds and whatever no <laughs> and I and to be fair like I do I, I do have um you know, a few, a couple of sort of apps on my phone that help you work out, you know, how long your exposure needs to be for and that, and I'll do mm -hmm. it and I'll look at that. And then I'll take that photo and I'll be like, nah, 
not long enough or you know whatever it happens to be so it's going to be too dark so i better change that and yeah it's, it really is it's probably not so much really pushing the boundaries anymore i think that was a little bit more when i was starting i was just like oh no i'm just going to do it this way because that's too hard um whereas now it's more more about what developing your own style i guess you know and, yeah. I, and i do you know i have i still have people put comments on my photos now and now and again and say oh those clouds are a bit streaky you've really smoothed those right out and i'm going yes i have thank you <laughs> that's, that's what, what i was, I was aiming going, for yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah. i was aiming for it sometimes it might have been a bit of an oopsie daisy but you know um take take the feedback but don't take it to heart you know yeah, yeah that's probably <laughs> no, I, I, I go along with that. So yeah. I guess in term in terms of uh, you know taking images, are you trying you know to do something that is unique and and yours, or are you um, sort hmm. of you know, yeah? Well, I do try and have my own style on it which can be difficult sometimes if it's something or something that you've been shooting a lot or people have seen a lot yeah, of. I, I, i'm not talking so much yeah. about position and you know the subject it's more about yeah. the style of you know that yeah. that extra long exposure that's got the streaky yeah. clouds or whatever you know it's... i really love that streaked out cloud i like yeah. my water to be very very glassy I like it as smooth as you can possibly get it. If I if it's clear, I want to see through it, and it's got to be completely smooth, and my clouds have to be streaked out. I'm not a lover of photos that don't have clouds in them, but I do take them because sometimes there's no clouds when you're out there, which is annoying. Yep. Um, and so, but I'm I'm quite careful about those photos because I I think I don't know. I just have this thing in the back of my head that the colours a bit weird. When you do a really long exposure, you can reduce the colour. Um, the longer you go, to me, that reduces the intensity of the colour a little bit. So you've got to be a bit bit careful. And then if you've got no clouds at all, it can be like pink doesn't, it's an odd colour. Yeah, um, and yeah. I come from a, a background of, I know mixed colour mixing and that kind of stuff. So I just look at it and go, well, it's not actually pink. It's actually, you know, pink with a bit of, yeah. So I don't know. That's not to say that that's, not okay because that's perfectly fine if that's what you're after um yeah. but I, I struggle with clear skies I, I i just do i like i like lots of clouds and i want i love a good reflection i do love a good reflection and if a, if it's a bit windy i'm quite prepared to put a 15 stop on and stand there all day until i get yeah. a nice smooth one um but it's a, it's it's a real balancing act then isn't it because you know if you're just taking one image and you take a you know a five six seven minute exposure or something yeah. um you might get your water but your clouds might be so streaked out now they just look gray so yeah. you know you've got to be thinking about that kind of stuff all the time i did buy that 15 stop um especially because um dale sharp was having a go at me about the fact that i didn't have a 15 stop in my kit when we were on a um in iceland and i was like oh you know really just put a 10 to give with a six and it'll be all good but it wasn't really quite the same and so i did buy it and i have used it a lot i okay. shoot a little bit during the day now which i never would have done before but now yeah. if it's a nice cloudy day i'll get the 15 stop out and fills in a bit of time 
Because yeah. it can be really boring between sunrise and sunset. <laughs> you just yeah, sleep wait, all day. Waiting for, the, waiting for the sun to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So probably I am really pushing for the long exposures. Sometimes conditions don't suit a long exposure, you know, yeah. landscape conditions. Yeah. So it's not always, you don't always need one. Sometimes the mountains and the clouds, they just look amazing just the way they are. So yeah. you don't always have to have filters on, but I do love a good filter. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind a bit of filtering. Um, no. are, you, are you trying to get everything in the one exposure or are you happy to blend or do you just do... Um, get the, the majority of the time, I think I'm a little bit of a lazy photographer. The majority of the time I'm trying to get it in one exposure, but it obviously doesn't work all the time and sometimes you do need to do a bit of focus yeah. stacking. So um, I might, I wouldn't do more than three okay because that's i'd be bored after that <laughs> i'm so three's enough that's enough um you know for an average sort of landscape but and i i used to be mad about bracketing and i have been sort of doing a bit of bracketing again lately so my d the old d nikon d750 is an amazing camera for bracketing it brackets and then it blends the photo in camera so you still only have one image okay does it, does it really blend, cool. does it raw or is it, it blended They're still raw files yeah, yeah they're still raw files they're they are all you get there, all three yeah. but then you so you end up with if you took three then you end up with four so you've got all your different right. ones and then they'll do one together for you and nine times out of ten that's that's what you use good enough yeah. um but the z7 doesn't do that so you have to work a little bit harder yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the canon 6d i've got uh does does that i've yeah. played around with it oh nice I'm overly overly keen i okay. prefer I, I'm, I'm probably uh, a dial twiddler too much and I prefer the, the, mm. the control. I, either that yeah. or I'm just a control freak, which I already yeah. know I am. You know. I know for me, when I, when I go out shooting, like I don't often have, unless I'm really going after a particular thing or it's a job or something like that, I don't really have like preconception of exactly what I want to do. So mm. I will often take two or three different types of photos so i might do some bracketing and i might do some photo um some focus stacking and then yep. i might just do a, you know and often i end up just using the single i'm quite happy you know it just depends what what conditions are like i, I suppose hmm. yeah no I'm, I'm i'm a bit the same depends i'm i'm largely if i'm bracketing it's largely for dealing with you know vast yeah in dynamic range you know real bright highlights yeah. and real dark shadows and yeah no. I'm a bit of a lazy editor, so that's probably where that comes in a little bit. So yeah. um, I went through this stage where I was just like, the editing was actually the really bit that I didn't like. I was oh, like, okay. oh, yeah. I like being outside and I like taking the photos. And then I'd get really excited and run it into Lightroom. And then I'd be like, oh, that's enough. You know, I'd look at two or three and I'd be, that's enough. But I've really sort of trained myself and I'm, I'm enjoying it more and more as time goes on. But I used to have this thing. If I haven't sorted out the basics in 15 minutes, that photo is not good enough. And I would just toss it out, wow. I'd not delete it, but I just wouldn't, I'd move on. Um, but I have tried to get out of that because but and i still do it's still you know 15 or so minutes to do the basics and i try and do which was a tip that Elia lakari gave me okay do have two edit two photos at the same time because he said your eyes will you need to be jumping around so that things jump back into your line of vision that you may not see before and so i actually do do that a lot of times okay. and it has helped yeah, it has helped. Not for, you know, do do 
20 minutes or quarter of an hour or whatever on one but if it's something that needs quite a bit of work doing to it or you're doing something in particular then have something else that's a bit easier going so that you know yeah it's a, it's a, I thought it was a bit this is going to take me forever but it doesn't <laughs> it actually does yeah. help and it does drag mm -hmm. your eye back to if you've so you, got, you, you know, build that into your workflow moving. yeah yeah I quite often have two going okay yeah I I, I I've only ever really used Lightroom up until probably about a year ago. I've done little bits and pieces in Photoshop, um, but I, 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 I'd never used it prior to photography. So I really just, it was just a nightmare. And so I went into the course at the beginning of last year and it wasn't a photography course, but it was a, it was a Photoshop course and that was great. Yeah. And now I just have the basics that I need to do. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of, I came at it a little bit the other way around, I, more on uh, the Photoshop side than the Lightroom. Wow. I, I do a little bit of, uh, the, there's some presets that I use in Lightroom, which mm -hmm. largely zeroes everything. Um, yeah. And then I might play around with light balance. I might yeah. play around with the clarity or the dehaze, depending on you know, the shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but that that's pretty much it in Lightroom, and then it goes into Photoshop, and then it's that, that that's usually where I'm dodging, burning, and contrast yeah. adjustment, and all that sort of thing. That's that's where all the all the magic happens for me. But they, yeah. then I I came at it from a um, I mean I was I was doing web graphics and and so forth, uh, you know, back in the day, and mm. so that sort of I forced myself to learn a few things uh, in mm. in Photoshop and. Um, then in um, uh, a while ago, I was also doing um, uh, screenshot editing, which you know ah. might, might sound a little bit weird, but you know, taking taking a, a screenshot from a game and turning that into a piece of art as opposed to just the screenshot. Wow! Okay, yeah. So I did, cool. did do that. Uh, for a while, which obviously was almost yeah. all Photoshop, you know. Uh, um, uh, give you an example, um, you know how you have the edges of objects in a in mm -hmm. a game. They're actually made up of little square pixels. So, yep. Um, removing jaggies along the edge of that and just smoothing that out, smudging, wow. and smoothing and blurring and whatever, just to just to smooth that edge out. You know, spend hours on that 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 was me that's uh <laughs> wow so that takes commitment and patience it does i i think if there was something that i want to and there is because you're always learning um I, and i know minimal things in photoshop you know i have probably three or four tools that i you know am really confident at um and color is not one of them <laughs> but i'm still trying i'm still trying with the color because i i know you know people are very good at it and um there's so much composite work and so much photoshop work out there now that yeah you, you have to try and keep up if yeah, you know yeah. if you want to sort of keep up on social media and that kind of stuff you do have to try and keep up i don't think i'll ever be you know a full-on composite photographer or anything but i think it's important to know how to do some of those things um but i do like i i like my photos to sort of resemble what happened on the day if i can yeah same same, um, same here um I, yeah. i'm not saying i don't do a composite or two but the i mean the things like doing those jaggy removal yeah. whatever yeah 
what, one of the things that that's really helpful for is, you know, one of the things that happens if you're not careful with your editing is halos yeah. and things. So that's right. I, I know how to get rid of them. <laughs> well done. Well done. I'll get, hit you get, up about get, that get one. Down at the pixel level and, you know, it yeah. may take a little while, but and yeah. you know, it might be frustrating sometimes, but it, I, yeah. you, you, I do you find, rarely um, find one in, in any of my images. <laughs> <laughs> I do find um, removing things. You know, I, I always got annoyed with Lightroom because it just wasn't, it couldn't do it. Mm. Um, and it's not that I want to remove like, you know, a lot, but sometimes there'll be a branch in the way or, a, yeah. um, you know, a flex thing that wasn't, you know, I don't know, some little thing. And I never was happy with it. I just couldn't get it to work. Um, and so I've worked really hard on that for, um, you know, for Photoshop, and yeah. it's amazing how easy it is in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, once, once you, once you know a few tricks and traps, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, for that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess is is that one of the ways that you're looking to extend yourself with learning and developing your craft, and you know, yeah, and and trying to push boundaries, yeah. I guess, by by understanding the the tools and and so forth a little more most definitely actually like i like i said i don't think i'll ever be a huge kind of photoshopper or composite type person but i want to have enough tools that i can do the things that i want to do and yeah. that's partly you know like i was happy with just using lightroom for a long time but then all of a sudden i wanted a bit more and it just wasn't capable so um it does you know the latest update in fact is amazing <laughs> it's got yeah. so much more in there i'm really loving it yeah. um but yeah so that, that's probably where my learning is for the next kind of year or so um you know and and sort of playing around with the different different projects i did my little textures project last year which i really really enjoyed it was so much fun and so easy compared to like hiking up a mountain and and things like i did quite a bit of shooting of birds and things not not with a gun um last year and that is a skill <laughs> that is oh, a real yeah. skill but i loved it um totally different type of you know photography so but i'd like to play around with that a little bit more i've come across a couple of really amazing bird photographers in the last year and um in different locations and just yeah just little tips and things you know yeah. that you probably yeah, wouldn't totally think totally about different shooting style to uh yeah. landscapes it's uh, yeah i'll tell you a funny story the first time i, I, I shot birds you really need a lot of patience for you do <laughs> the first time i shot birds we were at a gannet colony and it was actually a funded trip for a for a, um, a destination and one of the girls was a as a bird photographer and she was a very good bird photographer and here i am happily snapping away you know thinking bloody birds are all remy i hated it because i don't like birds flying around my too close and um i could hear this voice yelling you need to turn around you're just getting their asses <laughs> so i was only shooting them from the back and i was like oh yes that'll be what i need to do <laughs> they need to be facing me uh, and i was just happy to think i might have got it in focus but it was only its butt so it didn't really count <laughs> but we have moved on to that which is good <laughs> but that was hilarious and then she apologized to me after she said i'm so sorry i yelled at you and i was like i wish you'd yelled at me a bit earlier in the day <laughs> and i hadn't wasted half the day uh, the... oh so funny 
What's the most memorable experience you've had while shooting? Um, good or bad? Oh, no. <laughs> Both. Okay, so good experiences um, would be actually. Can you see that photo on the wall behind me? I can. Yeah. Just so it's a down where my um, where my batch is, and I was shooting a job for Nikon. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I was shooting with a um, an F100 film camera and it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. I'd never done anything with film before. I had to get like three, I only had to get three inches, I think. And I had, they gave me three rolls of film and I went through like nine <laughs> rolls of film and it was just an absolute nightmare um, just because I couldn't get the color to work. I couldn't get, it just was horrible. And then we had this, and I'd more or less given up on it actually. And um, we had this amazing big storm rocking right at the you know last hour. And I got this photo of the um, water from the waves washing over the over the road and over the bridge. And and that would probably be it was like thank you Lord for that photo. But it was the most amazing time just standing there and seeing it. I've only seen it once before and I wasn't a photographer, but so I didn't really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that would be for taking a photo. That's probably the photo that I love the most. And I've never sold it. It's not on my website or anything like that. It's just for me. Yeah. Nice. So what, uh, what do you do if you're struggling and you know hitting that creative wall how do you how do you deal with that um i just make myself actually go out make myself go out because you can sit there and be looking for some inspiration while you're mindlessly scrolling through something else on instagram or whatever and you're not really taking anything in i think if you really do have a block with it you the first thing is to feel good you need to feel good to be able to do good so right. get outside go for a walk take the camera you know go to the beach beach is ideal the beach is perfect not everybody has a beach of course but um you know there's nothing like sea breeze to make you feel alive and just start again you know you don't even have to edit them just just start taking them and then all of a sudden you'll you'll get through and you'll you you'll have taken half a dozen photos and you're like wow that's a photo that's the one um yeah so i guess that's probably the main thing if I get really, really down about it, um, which doesn't happen very often at all, but I'll be like, oh, God, I'm sick of seeing the same old, same old, same old everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. um, and that's my photos as well. I'll do a, a course, an online course. So, mm -hmm. And I've done some, quite a few, mostly free ones, but I, I pay for them as well because I know that, you know, photographers are in, they're trying even if they're not full-time <laughs> it's an expensive business you need to pay them for their work so you know i've done courses with um i've got will patina i've got marco grassi i've got you know um Lila Cardi, all sorts of different ones mm. um and even if you're just sitting there watching it even if it's stuff that you already do there is going to be something in there that you will learn and then you want to have a go so it gets you it gets you back out gets you thinking um. about it again that's great advice. Great advice. Mm. If you weren't doing photography as a hobby, mm. what would you do with your time? Um, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this the other day. 
if I didn't have my company, what would I do? Would I want to do photography more? That would be easier to answer it the other way around. If I didn't have my sure. day job, <laughs> I'd be doing photography all of the time. But if I wasn't a photographer, um, it would be something in the creative industries, but I'm just not really sure what. So, yeah. so my background is in, um, is in fashion and all of that kind of stuff. But my okay. actual job of running the company is literally IT and keeping governments happy and writing all day. So I don't even get to do the creative side of that very often. So maybe back to that sort of thing. I don't know, arty stuff, arty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Tell me something that nobody would know about you. Something that nobody would know about me. I'm a little bit accident prone. Okay. I wonder if I should tell you this. I haven't talked about this before, actually. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Mind no, you, it is, it is only you and I. Nobody else listens to this. <laughs> this, is, this is right. This is right. Okay. So I'm a little bit, um, I've got a bit extreme about safety over the years. So about keeping yourself safe when you're out taking photos. Mm -hmm. So people, some people in New Zealand do know this, but it, even all of the people that were there that weekend, not one of them talked about it. And so it was, I think people realized it was a little bit drastic. So this was um, Castle Point, which is in the Wairarapa in New Zealand. Yep. And we've shot the, the um, lighthouse there, I don't know how many times, dozens of times. And I would, when we did it, you know, for sunrise and the next sunrise, I was like, I'm not going back up there. I'm going up Castle Rock. That's where I'm going for sunrise. <laughs> so we headed up there in the pitch black and um, there had been Okay, so I'll just jump to the chase. A sea lion was hiding in the bushes, bit through my leather hiking boot right through my foot mm. and then reared up and sent me over the cliff. And wow. I went straight down onto the only rocks on the whole beach and smashed my shoulder to smithereens, broke my left arm, I was black from my chin to my knees, twisted my knee, my foot was staffed. It was full on wow. <laughs> and it changed my world. Yeah, That's for quite incredible. a for quite a while, um, it was, so there, was probably this you were talking about before. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's been a fight. It's been a fight to get back to um, to semi normal. I, I mean, it, it is normal. I can do all day to day things, and I'm not in pain now. I've had two really big operations, so the first one mm. failed, and um, so then I had to start again, and that was a bit of a <laughs> a bit bit hard work. Um, and I can hold, you know, it was two years before I could hold my camera and wow. I couldn't hold it up. So I couldn't use my big lens or anything like that and just hold it. I had to have a tripod. Um, it was nearly a year before I could go shooting again. Um, yeah, I just walked around in this cuff and I spent, I don't know, I'm still at physio <laughs> four years down the track. So it was pretty full on. And uh, we weren't stupid. We weren't stupid. We'd stopped on the beach. We had our headlamps on. We checked the entire beach. There yep. was no sea lions there. We stopped at the bottom of the path. We checked both sides of the path. We checked up the path and we were checking side to side as we were going up. And the person in front of me, he didn't want him. He just wanted me. He was lying in wait. He was lying in wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think I did anything stupid. I wasn't being reckless. I'd been really careful. Um, mm. But sometimes even when you're really careful, photography is a dangerous business. <laughs> wow. That's, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. That's, uh, that's amazing. 
so I had a um, when when I was between operations and I went to um, so I was out of the cuff, but I couldn't do a lot. But I could, you know, get my camera up on my tripod and everything, and off I went to Patagonia, and um, bugger me down. In Torres del Main National Park, after sunrise, I'm literally walking along and a gust of wind comes over, picks me up with my camera bag on it and throws me fair across the park. Yeah, and I just landed. Over for doing that. Oh, I thought, you have got to be bloody kidding me. I yeah. thought, my, you know, I'd done it again. But anyway, once the pain eased off, um, I hadn't done any more damage to it, but it was, it was borderline. Uh, so aside from uh, obviously, you know, you can't sort of lift the same sort of weights that you were doing yeah. with um, the earlier series cameras and so forth. What 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 other things has that sort of brought about that you have to be more careful of or whatever when you're out in the field? Um, I, I guess the, the first thing is that I'm actually just more careful. I was a little bit you know, I never worried about going close to edges on cliffs and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But I feel like my balance isn't quite, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm off balance, yeah, but yeah. I don't feel as confident with my balance as I used to if I'm sort of, you know, climbing something or near something. So I'm a little bit careful about that. If I'm at all concerned, I have somebody with me, you know, so I'm not as keen about walking in the dark anywhere on my own or anything like that. Yeah. And I actually carry a personal locator beacon now because <laughs> I still want to go out on my own and I, because I like being yeah. out there on my own. Um, but I'm not really known for my sense of direction anyway. So, um, yeah, so I didn't buy it actually. It was bought for me and I do carry it with me because I'm just like, you know, the luck I've been having the last few years. <laughs> so if anything did happen, but other than that, not really. I just do keep my bag as light as I can possibly get it. And I, I have gone right through the bag. So, you know, my camera is now lighter. Um, I'm not saying my lenses are all that much lighter because, you know, if you want a good one, they are blooming heavy, aren't they? Yeah, there's a lot of glass. I, in it. Yeah, and I only carry the filters that I think I'm going to need, you know, if I'm walking anywhere. Um, everything else that we, I used to carry in my bag, I used to have a spare everything because yeah. nothing would be my worst nightmare than breaking a filter and I didn't have a spare, you know, but I don't carry any spare stuff anymore. Um, yeah, just just really minimal. I even went for the whole carbon fiber tripod in the end, and it has it's made a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can lift it on. You know, I can get it on and off myself now. So yeah, it's all good. Oh, that's good. I'm yeah. pleased. I'm pleased yeah. that uh, you know your recovery's gone so well, and that you sort of yeah. You know, back, back it it humbles you a little bit. It humbles yeah, you a little bit when you yeah. you literally can't shower yourself, yeah. you know, because everything's in plaster, but yeah however oh, we survived that's the main thing that is the main thing and i'm, mm. I'm bloody glad you did too so. yeah i can't believe i even told you this but it's okay i you know like i, no, I, had, I, I had nightmares about it for a long time because when i was lying on the beach i could hear the thundering as it was running down the yeah. beach towards me and i thought it was coming back for another go but of course it didn't it went past and you know and it sort of it did literally give me nightmares for a while um but now i just think oh that was then and this is now and you know wow mm. Are there any photographers out there that uh, I should be talking to? Um, there's lots, really. So, so there, I was thinking about this because I know you asked this question. Um, there is a photographer in Australia 
that I've that I've been with to that I went with to Patagonia and okay. I'd followed him for a little while but I didn't have any idea how um focused and technically brilliant he is okay. um, which is Chandra Bong Chandra Bong yeah he is if you've ever you know if you've got to sit and watch him work he was like I had to work harder I worked harder because of him and I try a little bit harder because of him as well. The, I mean, the, the other photographers that I were with are, are great friends as well. You know, Danny Tan and, and Tom Luck and those sort of ones, but Chandra takes taking photos to a whole nother level. Yeah, no, his, <laughs> um, his so, work is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Mm. And he's a, he's technically amazing, even with his editing and stuff like that. He doesn't, you know, get to do it as much as he would like, I'm sure. Um, but he's definitely worth, definitely worth yeah. chatting to. Um, in New Zealand, oh God, there's just so many now. Um, really, really good people. You know, there's um, Wayne Meads. Yep and Isaac um, Hawthorne. Okay. They've both been around a, a couple of years now. They're busy photographers, so they, they tend to sort of get out as much as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely up and comers, I would say, definitely. Fantastic. Yeah, um, Jed from NZ, he does a bit of astro, that kind of stuff. So if you're looking for astrophotographers, astrophotography's gone up a level, hasn't it? Oh, tell me about it. There's, oh, uh, my there's God. so many of them in uh, New Zealand. That um, the, the South Island. Ah, good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, I think it'll be something I might put a little bit more effort into this year. Yeah. Um, there's, but... a, there's a few good ones that uh, I've been talking to about coming on over here in uh, Australia, living around sort cool. of... Uh, Mildura, that sort of, yeah. you know, yeah. some really good dark skies. Um, they've got some rivers and lakes and whatever wow. that they can sort of, and yeah. you know, those sort of solo trees, the oh, dead trees, beautiful, wouldn't they? Desert landscapes and whatever. Yeah. So the, actually, uh, that's some of those guys get them on. Yeah. Tom Ray. So Tom Razor, yep. do you follow him? He's only yeah, like 16 yeah. or 17 or something. Yeah, and he, his work is incredible. It really is. He'd be worth having a chat too. His yeah, dad yeah. Um, does a lot of astronomy and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I've got one more question for you and it's obviously cool. the most important one. Do you like pineapple on pizza? Yeah. Honestly, I think you don't live properly if you don't have pineapple on, on pizza. I love pineapple on pizza. I know it's very, you know, un-Italian, um, but I think it's amazing. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Got to be done. Um, I have a question for you. Peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Oh, crunchy. I absolutely. All right, we can stay the friends smooth, then. The, yeah, the smooth stuff is just a Why pain. would you? <laughs> it, there's no point. No, I totally agree. I totally it agree. It hasn't got lumps in it. It's not peanut butter. <laughs> funny <laughs> well thank uh, you ever so much for uh taking the time out uh with me today deb it's been absolutely wonderful uh you know and hearing that last story about uh falling off a cliff uh, that's that's just blown me away but uh, <laughs> also made me day uh, oh the good um, It'd be kind of funny now if it didn't break so much if I wasn't so broken yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Where can people find what you do? Um, so I've got a website. So it's debclarkphotography.nz. 
um, on my Instagram and Twitter, and it's debc underscore nz. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Landscape Photography World. I hope you enjoyed the show and keep listening because I'll be joined by some great guests in upcoming episodes. You can find my work in this podcast at grantswinburnphotography.com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. I'm Grant Swinburne. Hope to see you out shooting soon. Mm -hmm.